0: Fantasy.com podcast from Studio A at Syracuse Technologies, located in Syracuse, New York. Your hosts, Jeff Brinson and Sam Pierce. Gentlemen, Thank you, Liza. Welcome, everyone, to the QSFantasy.com podcast. It is Monday, May 8th, and if it's Monday, that means we're obviously in the Syracuse Technologies studio to record our NBA Playoffs podcast. Syracuse Technologies not only makes our podcast possible, but they can help you guys and girls with managed IT services, audio and video services, and business continuity planning and other consulting needs. So check out their website, Qustech.com. That's Qustech.com. And after you save a bunch of money at work on IT services from Syracuse Technologies, you may be in the market for a new home. So give real estate Kevin a call at 315-657-5848. Kevin's a licensed agent here in New York State and you won't find a better realtor, particularly if you're looking to take your time in the decision-making process and avoid the stress that comes along with buying or selling a home. Spring is a great time for real estate, so give him a call if you're in the Syracuse area and looking to buy, sell, or even discuss property management needs. Again, that's Real Estate Kevin, 315-657-5848. And with that, we are off. I'm joined as usual by Andrew Gorman. Follow him on Twitter, at (laughs) Andrew F. Gorman. We're missing Kevin this week, who's so distraught. Uh, Andrew, Kevin is so distraught over the Raptors being swept, that he couldn't make it to the studio tonight. He'll be back next week.
1: Oh, man, I feel bad for him.
0: Well, Kevin, as promised on the podcast last week, said if Kyle Lowry went for a big game in a Raptors win, that he'd get a We the North t-shirt and wear it to record the show tonight. And we we're going to put it on the website and out on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. And he was so confident after making that, you know, Kyle Lowry's a Villanova guy and Kevin's a Villanova guy. So uh-huh. he was so confident that he actually went online and bought the stupid shirt and then they were swept and Lowry season obviously ended badly and Kevin's <laughs> taking it pretty hard. So <laughs> um, so bad that he couldn't make it tonight. He, uh, he promises to be back next week when he has emotionally recovered. Um, we're pulling for you, Kevin. We are. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I think it was, yeah, it might have been last week. Whenever, whenever I ask this question, and I ask it to you and Kevin both, um, I said how, this is right after Cleveland finished up with Indiana, and I said how important was it for Cleveland to sweep Indiana? And you guys both said not very, and the sweep wasn't even that dominant since it was four wins by a total of 16 points. So I'm actually going to ask again to get us started tonight. How important was it for Cleveland to sweep Toronto?
1: Uh, I think that it was important in the sense that they're keeping pace with the Warriors. I mean, those two teams are on a collision course, and they're just lighting these teams up.
0: I think it's hugely important. I How think, so? I think two reasons, um, and this is what I was this is what I was getting at when I first asked with the Indiana series. Um, number one, rest. So, so physically. Uh, Cleveland is uh much older than Golden State yeah not, not that Golden State doesn't have the problems that come along with an 82 game regular season and the and the grind and the playoffs and Durant coming back from an injury and you know Golden State wants to sweep series and, and be done as well mm-hmm. but LeBron and we'll have plenty of LeBron to, to talk about tonight um when you one of the things that strikes me when you when you see him climbing up all of these uh, historical lists in uh, playoffs games played and series swept and points scored all these things he's doing, um, it's a lot of miles. Yeah, and yeah. he's remarkable in that he has always kept himself so healthy and Absolutely. ready to go for these playoff runs. But he is human, <laughs> and and you have um and you have Kyrie who's playing really well yep and Kevin Love who hasn't been spectacular but they will need him in the Golden State series and these guys have dealt with injuries sure so I think anytime they buy themselves a week of rest is just hugely important for them physically um they, they, and they have other guys that have dealt with injuries this year too that are going to have to come up big in, in the Golden State series like j.r. Smith and they just the rest I think matters yeah uh, that's
1: all fair yeah
0: so I think for them it means a little more than Golden State and a little in this context is actually a, a lot um a, a week compared to two or three days is, is a big deal right um so second uh I think mentally, and you talked about it there you, you said well when, when it comes to these sweeps, they're keeping pace with golden State right and I think that is just as important it's fifty fifty the 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 physical rest and also just the mentality of hey, you guys are cruising through your conference, so are we right, and we're the defending champs, and we're dominant, and we're here for this for this finals run as well sure and I think if they had
1: which is great. I love it. It's amazing,
0: and it and it ask, and it actually makes. Um, it actually. I, I was talking to uh, to my uncle at a family gathering yesterday morning after uh, my uh, niece's. Uh, what's it called in Catholic stuff for not baptism, first communion, I think. And yep. <laughs> and, uh, and we were just talking about how some of these series that are kind of lackluster are going to be. Um, overcome potentially by another really really great nba finals
1: yeah everybody's anticipating um the third meeting it's always a it's always tricky to word that isn't it Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) um especially since it's never happened before right
1: yeah and neither team has really shown a lot to uh give any inclination that that isn't going to be the case that they're not going to meet again um and they are two super teams, and they are playing like super teams.
0: But Golden State was the clear favorite going in to this tournament. Okay. Right?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: I mean, from a, from a Vegas perspective, they certainly were and still are. Sure. And I think just if you're an educated basketball fan and you watch a lot of regular season, which admittedly you watch a lot more than I do, I think you probably thought, it's, it, you probably thought going into the playoffs, they're on this collision course, but you probably thought right. Golden State is the favorite.
1: Yeah, I had more. Yeah, sure. sure definitely I, I, thought I that think. Golden State was the favorite. Um, so, I had more questions about Cleveland going sure. in, and I think they've answered a lot of them. Which is
0: totally fair because I, I did too. And Their I have defense, to, yeah. Well, I have to apologize because I, as much as I was high on them winning the East— I said the one thing that really worried me was the flip a switch mentality and this team has done it and i think um dwayne casey the toronto coach after being swept summed it up pretty well he said if they when you've got number 23 um they can pull that off they can flip a switch it's been flipped it's done there's no question as to whether or not they can do that and so so anyone like me questioning that I don't think you have playoffs. to apologize for it but well I I think uh I they've addressed
1: know. some of it their defense still doesn't look you know like it's uh world's best or anything and Golden State's defense really really does um so I mean they I think going into a potential final series they would still be the underdog Cleveland
0: I think so too but I think in their I, I think LeBron now has them in, in in their minds. They are so locked in, mm-hmm. and I think they are playing like they expect. I, I think they're playing like we're the favorite. Sure. We're the defending champs, and you guys have to beat us. Yeah. And, and I think that's important. Even at their, even at the highest professional level, I think that matters. Like like to, for example, you love the Olympics. <laughs> you you like Olympic basketball sure. way more than I do. Yeah. Um, don't you think when Coach K came and took over USA Basketball and established a, a dominant mindset, mm-hmm. and we're, we're not taking this lightly anymore. We can't. Right. The rest of the world is here to compete, and we have to take. The, and, and he changed the mindset. And I think that's a clear. There, there, there's such a clear difference between even when USA won gold in 2000 barely and then blew it in 04 and then the first coach K year in the 2006 champ world championships and they, they lost. Yep. And then but the, but you could see the different mentality, in know, 06 and and mm-hmm. then in, in the 2008 Olympics, one of the only ones other than 92 that I actually cared about. Um it's just a different mindset. Even yeah. at that level with the the very very best players in the world, you needed that mindset and I think Similarly. I think that
1: you could give a lot of that credit to LeBron too. Oh, yeah. and
0: Undoubtedly. Kobe, and Kobe, yeah, and Kobe, yeah. absolutely. Kobe, like him or whatever, Kobe deserves a, a shitload of credit for how, yeah. for the redeemed. They made
1: it into a status symbol. It's yes. it's a thing that guys want to participate,
0: yeah, with and yeah. It ebbs and flows though, because now I see it trending kind of back the other way. Oh uh, yeah, I mean LeBron didn't go the last time, <laughs> right? But
1: I mean he had played in six straight finals. He's hinted that he yeah. might play one more. We'll see.
0: We'll see. But anyway, I was just trying to draw a parallel between absolutely between yeah. like like the good to great type thing. And I think that um, I think that Cleveland. It was very important for them in these first two series and going forward, whether it's Washington or Boston, your favorite series that we're going to talk a lot about, um, <laughs> whichever one comes out of the other East semi.
1: I don't think that Cleveland's that worried about either one of them.
0: I don't think they're worried. But I, I think
1: they would rather not have to deal with John Wall, if I had to guess.
0: Agree. But they're not worried. They, they, no. know, they, they know they're going to the finals. But I think whether it takes four or five or six games, I, I think it does matter. I think keeping, like you said, keeping pace with Golden State and getting... Because even if they both sweep, because of TV, they'll both then get a rest. Right, You know, if, even if they both sweep their respective conference finals, they'll both get a rest. It's not like two yeah. days later they'll be playing if they both sweep. Right. So, I just, I, I, I think it, you know, you add it all up. And I think it the the sweeping their way through the East means more to Cleveland than it does to Golden State in the West.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. I think that Golden State has played better teams. Like Portland is definitely better than Indiana. And Utah is definitely better than Toronto.
0: Absolutely better than Toronto. Um,
1: Who have you been more impressed with, Golden State or Cleveland?
0: Cleveland, but only because I. um, Because of your initial doubts? Again, I'm being apologetic. Only because of (laughs) my slight doubts. Right. Um, Golden State, I expected dominance. Um, I expected Kevin Durant to come back and not miss a beat. Yeah, he's been awesome. He really has. On defense Um, as well. And. I hate, and I mean, I hate saying this, but Draymond Green is so good. Draymond, yeah. He is so so good, and he means so much to that team. And he, um, I, I hesitate to use the word clutch because now with um, one of the one of the things that's funny with all these advanced analytics and it's happening now in football and basketball, both, right. is taking, like, in football, it's quarterbacks and crunch time, yeah, and players that had myths of they were bad quarterbacks in the fourth quarter, analytics are actually saying otherwise, but sure. you watch the game, and you have a different opinion, and same uh-huh. thing with basketball. It, it used to be you just thought Jordan and Bird and Kobe and certain people were really clutch, right. but then analytics taken and applied to games 30 years ago, or seasons 30 years ago, are now sometimes saying other things, and, Yeah, but... I will say that Draymond I'm not gonna use the the, the the C word, but I will say that it just seems like when it's a big game, he's big.
1: Yeah, Draymond has been easily I think one of the five best players in the playoffs. And that's like LeBron and Kawhi are at the top. Sure. Uh he's way up there. He's and
0: he's right there. He's he has he
1: been great. fantastic in on so many levels.
0: He won't have his statistical. Brash. He does LeBron all the dirty things, all numbers, the cliches, but all yes, all the cliches, yeah. and it's one of those things his where you have to be watching the game to get it.
1: He looks so much better than Rudy Gobert, doesn't he? I mean, he, but that's the competition for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Rudy Gobert okay. had that one uh, highlight uh, where he got, where he looked
0: really silly against Steph. Yes. To answer to to point blank answer your question, yes, Draymond should be defensive player of the year. Um, now again, that's another one of these stupid regular season awards. And yeah, not that the slash so should I'm have any I'm bearing or pleading a little ignorance on just how good Gobert is because I can't pretend I watch a bunch of Utah Jazz games all season. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say this, and I we, I was going to get us into the future of the Jazz later. Um, like I said in the intro, we're recording on Monday night, mm-hmm. and for those of you listening on Tuesday or whenever you listen this week, uh, they actually play game four tonight, right. so we're talking about it like the sweep is a foregone conclusion. Um, Which it probably so is, but I would not love, necessarily. I would love for us to be proven wrong. I would yeah, love, to, I would love to leave the studio tonight, go home, uh, have a corona, and watch, they should sponsor us, and, and, uh, and watch Utah extend that series. Yeah. But I think Utah blew their chance in Game Three when they were up uh, eight nine points in the second half and let it get away from them. Yeah, um, which being up eight nine points in the third quarter on Golden State means absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, I mean in the that make up, the it means nothing.
1: Difference in an instant.
0: Um, but I think that was their game to win, and I and I think they had everything going. That was. One of the only times this year that I, that you've seen Draymond rattled when he got the in the foul trouble early, and he's at the yeah, bench yeah. getting Motion teed to up the from ground. the bench. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> which in a weird way that ignites them and gets them yeah, as a team. Yeah, especially to go Durant. Like, Doesn't it like, feel like Durant like yes. feeds off Draymond? And, <laughs> and your favorite analyst, Chris Broussard, I heard, uh, <laughs> I heard today saying that uh, those two are caught on camera jawing at each other a lot um, uh, in timeout huddle and that sort of thing he said but what what fans don't realize is they've become very close friends this year and he said it's one of those situations that the tv camera catches the two in a heated conversation that happens on all teams between teammates at every level in sports sure but what you don't see is that they've actually become very close and that Draymond in a lot of ways has kind of rubbed off on, on Durant yeah. and, and made him just... just uh, a
1: fantastic two-way player.
0: Yes. and Really,
1: and, really good on defense.
0: And I thought Bruce... Well, a, a point Broussard made today that I thought was so good as he said in the past on OKC, when Durant would get teed up or um, show th- this kind of intensity, it always felt a little forced because that wasn't who he was. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think this year... A year with Draymond has has changed him. Yeah, and, and, he's
1: still. I mean, he's picking on uh, Rudy Gobert, and he's picking on the Utah mascot. So it's not like he's, it's not like he's um, challenging. I don't know. My favorite example, Zach Robert Randolph. Parish. Yeah. Oh or, yeah,
0: yeah. Zach Randolph would be the one you know, in the modern day NBA. So you're not really that tough unless you're willing to go toe to toe with Zach Randolph.
1: But the two of them are becoming. I mean such a dynamic front court on both ends of the floor. It's mesmerizing to watch. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant on the Warriors is as breathtaking as
0: advertised. It's I agree. It's yeah. stunning. It's uh it's only a matter of it's only so there so there are only two things that can prevent him Ha- no, actually, wait, I'm going to amend that statement. There are three things that can prevent Durant from having, uh, I think, his his moment in, in these playoffs, his championship moment, the, the, that pedigree that that's the reason that he's playing for Golden State this year, in my opinion. Um, and those three things are injury. Yep. Just, I pray to God that doesn't happen. Work. Yep. pray to God that doesn't happen. <laughs> No matter who you're rooting for, I mean, no matter who you're rooting for in these playoffs, um, you want to see healthy Kevin Durant in the NBA Finals. Uh, second is they could win the title and he could have really unimpressive stat lines. Oh yeah, and just not
1: it, win the Finals MVP. And yeah. then, it,
0: and then in the history books, that may you know, people may that didn't watch may not get how unselfish Golden State is. Right. That's what makes them so special uh-huh. is that we don't it, – it, like, Sean Livingston could – I you know, love like, Sean Livingston. Like, yeah. it, it, any of them could be the statistical monster on any given night. So that could – tarnish is the wrong word. But it, years later, it could be – you know, people – some stat nerd could look at it and say, well, was Durant that good in the finals? Right. So th- So those are the first two. And then number three, the only other thing that could get in the way is LeBron. Absolutely. Because they How have, exciting they have is to that? match up, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, In the Cavs time. put LeBron on Draymond a lot uh, towards the end of the finals last year, which worked, obviously, like gangbusters. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm curious if Cleveland has the has the uh, it's gonna horses. Be a, it's
0: going to be a tough matchup for them defensively. Has the defenders. <laughs> Who
1: can stay on the court? Yeah,
0: Because... I trust LeBron to essentially defend anyone mm-hmm. with five minutes to go. Yep.
1: Kevin Durant's a tall order, but yeah, sure it is, but uh You definitely want, would pay to
0: see it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would my money would be on LeBron to get the better of the matchup one on one with anyone, um with five minutes to go. Right. And it has been since the since the complete dominant shutdown of derrick rose in the in the <sighs> very fraudulent derrick rose mvp year um because that was the height of derrick rhodes D- derrick rose is very athletic looked to me like unstoppable when mm-hmm. like he decided to get to the rim
1: yeah he thought he would end up like westbrook
0: now yes that's what i was expecting was yeah. he, he, i never i never thought that Bulls team was gonna beat miami but I thought I was high on that Bulls team and that's
1: why I kind of hate them now because I feel like they really I feel like they deserve mm-hmm. a lot of blame for or all the the East is no good blame because if they had They just unravelled,
0: yeah. Because Boston was old at that point. J-
1: Jimmy Butler wasn't even on that team. I mean, you know, there's like
0: another superstar yeah, that they crazy. got the last pick of the first round. Um but uh but back to uh Durant versus LeBron, I think that you know, that's the only other, uh, an insane LeBron series, the only other thing that stands in the way of, uh, you know, really this season ending up being kind of the crowning achievement of Durant's career to date. Sure, um, yeah. He's he's hopefully got a lot of basketball left in him. But um, I think what, you know, you bringing up the fact that last year it was so chippy between LeBron and Draymond down the stretch in that series, in that finals, Gosh, that's gonna to be tough this year because you can't trust Kevin Love to defend either of those guys.
1: No, I
0: mean. And they like to they like to have this lineup in crunch time that often includes both Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Right. And I, I don't, don't see how you can play I, that. And I don't. I don't. Same. Not don't.
1: when Not when Draymond's playing center. Um, I mean, this is that I I didn't think that Kevin Love could stay on the floor at all last year, when the death lineup was out there uh and he proved us wrong <laughs> true uh yeah tristan thompson i'm interested can he stay on the floor because he also has a skill set that could really bother the warriors because he's just an elite elite rebounder especially on the offensive glass um yeah i'm excited to see it i've seen a lot of uh resignation about the nba playoffs that they've been not that great and i just completely disagree i think they've been awesome Wait, so That's let's do so great
0: because I've been do, we've been doing a, a progress report every week. So, um, and after the first round, I think you went like B minus or something. Yeah, and and I was a little I went more like B B plus. I couldn't give it an A because we didn't get enough good lengthy series. But where so where are you at right now?
1: I would say B plus because Wizards Celtics has been everything I wanted and more. Um, okay. and the I think the collision course that Golden State and Cleveland are on is pretty compelling. Um, yeah, it's been great. <laughs>
0: I, I think, yeah, I think that's... Houston, I think San that's Antonio
1: is really intellectually interesting. Intellectually I'm not interesting. ready to give
0: it an A range grade until we get to that final. Sure. I rabbit. mean, the only
1: thing we're going to remember this whole thing about is c- going to be the finals, you know. Yeah. Um, like last year was a pretty crappy playoffs, but nobody's going to remember that.
0: So uh, a few things about Cleveland that um, kind of some odds and ends before we before we get on to the series that are still going in competitive, although competitive is a weird word since none of them are actually individually close games. Um <laughs> so LeBron is the first player in NBA history with thirty five points or more in each game of a four game series sweep. And he did it on like six shots total. The so yeah, so he's so the his fact that he's having and and Kawhi Leonard didn't have a good game last night, but he's he's had a similarly efficient playoffs um, this efficiency evolution mm-hmm. is remarkable and if you're a casual fan which a lot of people listening to us watch football and now they've listened to us do this basketball show this spring but they but they I think something to point out is that 20, 30 even just 10 years ago um, Kobe Bryant comes to mind yeah Yes, Kobe's going to go out and get you 30, 35, 40, he'll get you 50, Can he get you 70 if you need it? It'll take 70 shots though. Right. And now the, the the I you you would explain it better than me, but the the just the evolutions in the game The stat
1: the, nerds have taken
0: over. But the but it's <laughs> but it's not just that. It's okay, so so I'm, I'm happy for the stat nerds to be pointing out the differences between what 35 points on 16 attempts means today mm-hmm. versus um, versus years ago when, when some when, if Jordan got you 35 points on 25 shots, at the time that was viewed as really good. Right. Now someone would look at LeBron doing that and say he had an off night. That he got you the volume scoring, but there sure. were a lot of bad possessions in there. If it took him that many shots to get it, right? Because the game has changed, and the the best players ha- have developed a an efficiency or a, 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 just a, a mastery that we that we didn't see before.
1: Yeah. Right. They definitely lean on. Uh, Morey ball. Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets. The Rockets are the best example of this uh, analytics revolution. The Rockets want to shoot only threes and only layoffs and free throws, and that's it. And they want to shoot as many as possible. So they want to push the pace, and they want to just try to outscore teams, which sounds really simple, and it really does boil down to the fact that three is worth more than two. But, yeah, I mean, you see it with Houston, how good they are.
0: But it so it so we can sit here in our plush Syracuse Technology studio and talk about that. And like you just said, it sounds really simple, but the key is the, the having a Maury in the front office. Oh yep, absolutely. Having a coach and that embraces that. And then most importantly, do you have the players to pull it off? Absolutely. And your best player absolutely. and your person that handles the ball the most has to understand what you're trying to do, yep. you, you can't have, and it's weird, because it, because if you get all of that in place, and if the best player buys in, then you get a situation where, and we haven't heard a lot from him yet this playoffs, but you get a situation where someone like J.R. Smith can be a, a contributing role player if even he buys into yep. the, the, the criticality of each possession.
1: Right, what is he supposed to do? It's almost like a football ethos, isn't it? Like, like a, what a right guard does?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's everybody understands situationally job. what's going on and how critical each possession is. And, sure. and um, it's crazy to me that you look at someone like... That J.R. Smith is good now? <laughs> yeah, like when, you, when, you, when J.R. Smith was on the Knicks, you had your favorite player, Carmelo, J.R. Smith and a couple others even the the, the week of Lynn Sanity, you just had a bunch of guys whoever whoever brought the ball up the court was shooting yeah they, they, like if you it was very frustrating to watch them because it was just they were all going to find a way to get their attempts and whoever brought the ball up the court was either turning it over or shooting yeah um and they would you know Carmelo and JR would fill the stat sheet there, there were nights that JR had as a nick had ridiculous, when he, when he kind of transformed from what I picture like the old Nuggets, J.R. Smith, this explosive, not, not Derrick Rose, but could get to the rim he, fast. He competed
1: in the slam dunk contest yes. and the three-point contest. Yep. And when he and transitioned, he on, on,
0: on the Knicks years, he transitioned to more of the, the sh- just the shooter. Yeah, J. he was Smith. a six-man. He, he would have games where his stat line looked really impressive. Because he shot a high percentage from three. Uh-huh. But he also turned it over a bunch and didn't do anything else for the team. And if you watched the actual game, you were you were just frustrated as shit watching this.
1: Yeah, that's all part of the J.R. Smith exper- experience. But um, I don't see
0: that in Cleveland.
1: Part of that is LeBron. LeBron well, really and, gets and the most out of it. that's why I said if the, if the best player yeah. buys into sure.
0: the, the, the Daryl Morey and you got the coach and now if the, so if you got the GM, the coach, the organization, the structure, the culture, and the best player buys in, then all of a sudden the J.R. Smiths of the team are buying in too.
1: Right. Yeah. It's so important right now to have talent on the court, probably most of all, talent in the coaching and talent in the front office. And – um yeah, it's it's so, so important right now. You saw it. Ramona Shelburne wrote something, I think, after OKC lost about how you need a superstar and you need a superstar system. Like, just having a, That's great. a great player yeah. isn't enough anymore. You need to have the X's and O's, and you need to have the guys and the bodies who are going to do what they need to do.
0: I think that... It's a.
1: This is going to devolve into the Knicks' conversation. We no, just it's got not. to head
0: it off at the pass. No, it's not. Um, I'm I'm going to use teams that are what? actual success stories as my examples here. San so they, Antonio. So the Knicks won't come into play at all. Um, Houston.
1: All the teams that are there now. Well,
0: not all. Well, what, Washington. No. Uh. No. Well, hold on. No, hold on. Not Washington. Not, okay, Washington's not in this class yet. But w- what I want to say is because we we touched on it earlier with Durant, where we talked about one of the only ways that. Someone could mistake that he didn't have a good West Finals and or NBA Finals, even if they win the title, is if some losers just looking at points scored. Right. Years later, and they're like, "Well, Livingston sure was good. Where was Durant? You know." And we talked about how Golden State has, the the, just the most selfless team mentality. Mm -hmm. I think that's really common now. I mean, Golden State is is the premier; they're the best in the world at that. Right. But you look at Cleveland, and I have no doubt that LeBron would have no problem going for thirteen points, fifteen boards, and fourteen assists oh, yeah. in this finals if it meant they beat Golden State. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't absolutely. give a damn if he scores thirty-five or five. And I don't think Kyrie Irving does either.
1: Oh, uh, Kyrie. Kyrie needs his shots, but that's who uh, he is. I don't know. Kyrie. I don't, yeah. I don't
0: know. I. I, if they win, I'd be, real, I'd be really surprised. Oh, yeah, to, he I, would it,
1: definitely. I, I think he would
0: prioritize beating Golden State. Like, because... like, he wants to win. Yeah. I think he gets it and has bought in that winning. I mean, Kyrie Irving didn't have a lot of success other than the stat sheet before LeBron came home. Fair. So, <laughs> so I think he would much rather win mm-hmm. than, than uh, stuff the stat sheet. So I, now the Spurs have been doing this forever. I mean right. Tim, Tim Duncan was the with the all-time I mean Tim Duncan could have scored 50 a night. Tim Duncan is yeah. the all-time greatest selfless player I think I've ever seen. Um, there are others, but he's sure. he's he's who I think of immediately. Sorry to um, argue. Yeah. So I think it's a clear difference between if you start with almost almost I guess I would say when when LeBron went to Miami might be my marker in the sand for the old way, which is, we have a superstar volume scorer, mm-hmm. Jordan, Kobe, <laughs> Shaq, um, that kind of dominated from, from the if you if you and I, I guess it ebbs and flows because I don't think of the Lakers Celtics that way of the eighties. I yep. think of those teams more that they just want to win and it doesn't matter who. Right who, there, there were series where uh, where. James Worthy's the third best player all year, but then he wins finals MVP all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but then starting with the Michael Jordan era, and then also Shaq on the first Lakers 3P and Kobe on the back end, the back-to-back 9-10 yep. titles. Iverson. And Iverson, uh, yeah, you, you, have a, you have an era of um, in the NBA of you know, 20 years of we must have that one dominant volume scorer, and yep. that's our path to the championship. And if you're the Lakers in the their first 3 threepeat, when you have two, then you're really unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But now, starting with that Heat team, where LeBron is totally fine with Ray Allen bailing them out and having a big game, or oh, you totally, know, or you know whoever it was, it's just a different mentality. It's a different teamwork. Yeah. That I like. I enjoy.
1: Absolutely. The 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 Spurs really changed their style to beat LeBron. Like they really went away from the traditional uh slow pace style play that nobody really liked to watch last decade and they adopted D'Antoni's offense yeah. to beat LeBron. Yeah, it's a funny thing about how the statistical revolution started prioritizing threes, started prioritizing you know guys who can score at the basket because we have all this space on the court and you see it when Cleveland plays when Cleveland has uh, Channing Fry out there at center and uh, LeBron is basically like the point power forward I mean there's nobody inside the three-point arc and it's LeBron has one guy in front of him it's poor PJ Tucker who or whoever is going to get sacrificed on the Raptors and He's surrounded by four shooters, and it's like, it's, I mean, you, you want to see what happens next when he has that much space, you know? It's great. It's a aesthetically fantastic. Uh, Golden State, the same way, the way they whip the ball around. and
0: Thompson's the only guy in the Cleveland lineup, guys that roster, that guys that actually play, that isn't a three-point threat. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no one playing minutes there. That can't yeah. do what you just described. Where yeah, you've it's got Korver,
1: Jr. Ball. Yeah. I don't really want Amon Schumpert shooting threes. But, I don't. He um, has no.
0: He he uh, he isn't shy about doing it. But I nah, agree with you. He's he's, yeah. he's the weakest of. He when now he will play crunch time minutes in that in this finals. He's going to have to because who who can Kyle Korver guard? Exactly. Who can Channing Fry guard on the Warriors? And there will be when when those possessions become so valuable at the yeah. end of each a game. Uh, we're going to see him and. You know it's going to be really interesting. We talked about this on I think our first on our playoff preview podcast that we'll see which coaches know what they're doing in the playoffs because of the way that you Mm -hmm. substitute offense for defense at the end of games and sure the
1: rotations and
0: who's LeBron
1: guarding and who's Draymond guarding. Yeah, it's going to be captivating. It's going to be Um, awesome.
0: So we uh, we were we were talking about uh, we got we got off on a couple different topics because I, I mentioned LeBron's 35 points. Um, another thing I read, this is on the at NBA history on Twitter, which if you don't follow, you should. I don't think I do. Oh, you should. Uh, so LeBron, uh, like I said, first player in NBA history to have 35-plus in each game of a four-game series sweep. Um, some interesting stats. Going back to game five of last year's finals, so five, six, seven. Yep. and then the two sweeps so far this year so most importantly hands down is the team 11 and 0. Here's LeBron in these 11 games. 35 points per game, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 54% shooting.
1: That's pretty sick.
0: It's just it's and and like you said it's the efficiency it's the fact that he's having these games where it's so few shots to get him 35. Now in the most recent game when he went 14 of 15 free throws Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously helps you score a lot without shooting a lot of field goals. Um, really interesting to see if he can keep that up the rest of the way. Because yep. I, I felt like that is if you want to criticize him for anything, I felt like that is the it is the is the only area that you can say. Yeah, even that would to have
1: the, to be pretty mild criticism.
0: It it it, it is, but if. There's lots of LeBron haters out there. I don't know why. I don't get it. Are there still? Okay. How?
1: How could there be? No, there are. There are.
0: Yeah. We know. We know plenty of them. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only thing you can. Uh, you know, for first it was the decision. It's like okay. I mean, yeah.
1: Like who cares give, now? Like give me a break. Yeah.
0: I mean, if that's the like, Kobe's on trial for really, really bad stuff. Yeah. If the decision is the worst to thing have a TV does. show. Yeah. That, by the way, the Boys and Girls Club gets a million dollars by doing it. Like, if that's the worst thing you ever did, give me a break. And then for a while, it was the calf cramp thing. That? Yeah,
1: that was weird. But that, but everybody forgets that game when it was like 90 degrees. That's another, the that's H&T just another, Center.
0: like, that's just, I've only, first of all, I should never be talking about anything I've done athletically on a podcast where we're talking about LeBron. But I was at marathon training one day and it was an 18 mile run and on about mile 16 and a half I got him and it just stops you. There is nothing yeah. you can do. At that point your body's so dehydrated, you can't get it back and you just need rest. This is one injury. And like the fact that that, that people criticize that. But like people would say like you could, like just and this is people that can't dribble the basketball end line to end line. LeBron's a pussy. Can you believe he didn't go back in the game for cramps like and, Yeah,
1: I don't know what to do with so, it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's I wouldn't even bring it up except just to point out how ridiculous people are but um, if you wanted to talk about anything in his game that I think is the only fair critique is if he's going to the free throw line late in games there are times that he has been 1 for 2 or 0 for 2 at critical spots in the free throw line yeah. and he as of very recent history has been better and I think that's going to be important. I'd um, still trust him. I do. I don't trust him in a in a Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, oh really, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen type of free throw. Who who if you if uh, let's say the Knicks actually got good and they were in the <laughs> finals, and someone's going to the end, like it's uh, like like uh, let's you're down to and time expires as the shot gets off misses foul so you've got to go two for two to force overtime of game seven uh uh-huh. you can have any player you've ever watched let's say oh, any our, player in or our just, lifetime uh, next. in our lifetime oh you can man have any player going to the free throw line because i like i'm sure that, that like rick barry was like really good with the his yeah. underhanded shot but we didn't weren't alive for that so
1: um, I mean, wasn't Mark Price awesome free throw shooter?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you couldn't go wrong with like Steph mm-hmm. or Jordan. I mean, wouldn't you trust Jordan implicitly?
0: I feel like I feel like Jordan and Kobe never had the highest free throw percentage in a yeah, season. Yeah, but you would never but pick would, Kobe would ahead never... of Jordan for anything, would you? Three point shooting. Would
1: you though? <laughs>
0: I don't I'm know. I'm not. I'm not a huge Kobe fan. Um. Yeah. Although much, much, much respect. Um. I just didn't. I just the personal some of the the personal stuff that came with him the baggage is what I didn't like. Um. Yeah, I think Kobe was a much better three point shooter than Jordan.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm sure that his percentage is better. Some of that, I
0: imagine, has to do with the era. How would Michael Jordan have adjusted his game if he played now? Because there, there is no. You talked about Houston that, and how they plan to win and execute. There is no room, really. F- when, when somebody makes an 18-foot jumper, it's because yeah. the shot clock is winding down. It's because the possession fell apart otherwise. There's no one that, that's planning to shoot that shot, at least no one in the playoffs.
1: Well, DeMar DeRozan. <sighs> Um freshly out of the playoffs. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, and, and the biggest knock on him is that he doesn't have range. Right. Um, it's what the Lakers are mad about with D'Angelo Russell. They told him you've got to work on your range. He hasn't. Demar Derozan doesn't have range. It's you know you read a scouting report on him, and that's what mm-hmm. you know that that's the biggest knockout. He
1: had there. some really good games, and Cleveland was really throwing the kitchen sink at him defensively to get him off his game, and it worked because nobody else on that team could make a shot. Um,
0: what was the question? so Jordan, if he were playing if he were today, playing today,
1: I think he would be shooting a lot more threes it's you just know starting in high school in high school.
0: yeah okay, so he'd be a, he'd be amazing so yeah. when someone tries to say that he wouldn't fit in today's NBA it's insane yeah he'd be he the best would have, player he'd be the best player yeah he'd just shoot a lot more threes yeah um
1: he would destroy people with the amount of space on the court he would destroy people
0: that too that too good point um I think that uh, – I, I think it's the number one thing that Giannis has to work on.
1: His shot? Range.
0: And not just yeah. his, not just I feel like shot, we should right? call
1: it something different because, I mean, has anybody that tall with that long of an arm, like, shot a basketball before? Like, well, what's his wingspan compared him? to Durant? It's massive. It's, it's massive. It's
0: massively – All yeah,
1: right. I'll look it up. But... I'll let you – we'll uh... – you don't have to or, do that. We, you know what
0: we've got liza it it's
1: liza. it's it's bigger than durant um okay did you see the picture of him dunking with his feet on the ground okay
0: fair <laughs> <laughs> so it's so what you're saying is it'd be like asking rudy Gobert, hey you need to add yeah, a point shot to your game of. right now
1: i think that the giannis thing has been an interesting progression because it started out you know if he can shoot his rookie year they would say if he could shoot then he could be a player and then his second year they say if he could shoot, he could be an all star, and then where wherever we are now, fifth year, sixth year, if he if he can shoot like he's gonna never lose another MVP, <laughs> you know, like if he it, it'd be, if it'd he be, can shoot
0: thirty five percent from three, yeah. it's a wrap. Yeah, uh, it'll it that'll be an interesting development. Um, so, uh, so I, so we talked about. LeBron and the sweep uh the other thing that I wanted to briefly bring up this is just for uh, any stat nerds out there or just you know trivia people this is more trivia um so did you see the the note about defending champs that come back and start out the playoffs on a hot streak like Cleveland has done so Cleveland's 8-0 right defending champs they're 8-0 do you know what the record is for consecutive games won by a defending champ the following year? Uh, I don't. It's eleven. Is it the Lakers? It's the Lakers twice, actually. It's the uh, nineteen eighty nine Lakers, hmm. and then again, tine, yes, tied yeah. by the two thousand one, right before the Allen Iverson game. Yeah. Um, so the eighty nine Lakers got off to eleven or zero before being swept by the bad boy pistons. Oh, okay. Kareem's last series. The 2001 Lakers, we all know how unstoppable they were. They got off to the 11 and 0 start. Iverson was good enough to steal one game. Uh, again, the old volume scorer methodology to winning. Uh, Although that didn't win. They they won the one game. And then <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. it should be stated at 11 and 0, those two Lakers defending champs teams they they were at, they started eleven and zero because the first round was three. So right. it was three 4 4 whereas now if Cleveland breaks that record it'll be because there's a fourth game in the first right. round um, so I thought that was that was pretty interesting um, I I'm I'm curious to see how they do and I think that's the perfect transition for us to talk about who their opponent may or may not be sure uh, Boston and or Washington. Uh, I think you are in much b- better spirits now at 2-2 <laughs> than you were yeah. at 0-2 um, because you, you've enjoyed watching Washington all year.
1: Yeah, this series has been awesome. I've loved every second of it. I want to eat it with a spoon. It's <laughs> just perfect. The trash talk, the Kelly Oubre incident, the yep. Kelly Olenek Marcus Smart, all these villains, Jay Crowder. Oh, it's fantastic. Olenek needs a haircut. <laughs> Olenek needs to take it down a notch.
0: The now, Andre Mon said that he doesn't like Olenek because he's a dirty player. Yeah. Kevin Love has said the same thing in the past. Yeah, it's so, weird how so he's now, just always. Weird that the man guys bun slash, uh, headband wear. I mean, the, like he wears a headband like a girl. Like, it's the type of headband that, like, girls at a college campus wear to class when they're hungover and uh, need to quick do their hair. That's what his headband look, looks like. Uh, he does that or the band on Neither, like, he needs a haircut.
1: Yeah, it's kind um, of his brand now.
0: I guess. Um, so, he, he makes it, when he's on the floor, it's hard to root for Boston. Um, okay, that being said, two two. Yep. Uh, let's do this is one of my favorite games to play when we're talking about these series. Let's do let's start with The it's a it's a two-part question. Who do you think is gonna win? Who do you want to win? Oh, we man. all know who you want to win.
1: Uh, I Really just wanted to go seven um, I really thought Boston was gonna win yesterday and Washington won, obviously Uh mm-hmm. You thought know Boston was gonna win yesterday? I did think that Boston was gonna win. Hmm. Okay. Um, I have no idea. I'll I'll go with Washington. I think I picked Washington. I'll stick with them. I think they'll win. Um I definitely want them to win.
0: So Boston works themselves out of that terrible hole that they started in game one.
1: And game two?
0: Game two, they Game and two, game Washington three. Game two, John Wall just ran out of steam.
1: Yeah, Isaiah Thomas was amazing.
0: Isaiah Thomas was amazing, but they kinda of lucked out that Washington just ran out of steam. Yeah. Washington, in a lot of ways, gave that game away. Yeah. And now they dominate Boston twice at home. Um, I am leaning towards saying that Washington is going to win this in six. Yeah, it's somebody. I think Scotty Brooks has done an excellent job. I think. Yeah. We, I think it took we, him. It. It. Okay, but that's the playoffs. Is sure. Is sure. The, we've talked about that's the that's what matters is who. Who does what in the first couple of games, but more importantly, how do both teams respond? Yeah. Both teams have to respond. Even if you're up 2 0, that staff still has to be acknowledging hey, we're up 2 0, but what have we not done a good job with? Where do we have to get better? What matchups can we expect that they're going to exploit even more? Yeah. We're fortunate to be up 2 0, but the work's not done. Right. <sighs> And I, and I, if I'm a Celtics fan, I'd be pretty worried.
1: Yeah, I don't think that Otto Porter is going to play as well in Boston as he has in Washington. He's done a pretty good job of uh, punishing Isaiah Thomas on the block when, he's, when they tried to hide uh, Thomas on him. Uh, it, Scott Brooks finally went to that strategy in Game 3, which was refreshing. Um, and John Wall has been out of his mind. He's been fantastic. Bradley Beal has been not good. He's been okay on defense. He's he, Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what the Celtics go from here. They hope that their shooting comes back at home because if Isaiah can't get a bucket, there's not really anybody on that team who can get their own shot. Horford can a little bit. If you ISO him, Horford I've been not that impressed with. He's been fine. He's been up and down. Yeah, it would be nice if he could get a rebound, <laughs> you know?
0: One of the, okay, I mean, so he one does a bunch he... of
1: stuff good, but he doesn't rebound. I mean, that seems right, like so, a fatal flaw. So here's flaw. what's
0: tough for Horford, I assume. If I can
1: not much. He's it. married to a former Miss Universe, so not much. No, his
0: life's, right. his yeah, life's good. Yeah. Um, last, uh, last team to uh, win back-to-back uh, titles in college basketball, too. Um, so if you're him... Here's what I think is difficult. The, we've talked about the evolution of the three-point shot and how right. important it is for everyone on the court to be able to shoot that shot. And he's done that well. he's, and he's extended his, his range and he has extended yeah. his range and, it, and it, it goes to show you this is someone who would have never who, who was never taking college, which is high school basketball distance three-point shots sure. at the at the two-time national champion Florida team, and now all of a sudden he can shoot NBA threes right. pretty darn well, so, yeah. so it shows has, you
1: how difficult that position is, how difficult center is. That's what I'm saying. Because is, I mean so the gold standard is Draymond because yeah, Oliver can absolutely. shoot threes, he can play make a little bit, he can pass, but then he we can criticize score. him if he's but not if he can't doing rebound, the
0: power forward dirty work
1: and he can't it, defend on the perimeter. Then
0: but it's, yeah, how do you it's do all of, of it? It's you have to be Draymond, Draymond or Durant or Anthony
1: Davis or something like that. Yeah,
0: I mean that is really we're asking a lot.
1: Well, I mean that's where the standard is. That's how good the Warriors are, and that's how good the Cavs are. It's great. It's awesome. I love it. There's two super teams. If there was only one, it would
0: be awful. I think it's something that, um, I think it's, I think I've been so up and down on Kevin Love basically throughout his entire career, but I think it was something that last year. Was a difficult criticism of him too. Why aren't you the Kevin Love, getting twenty four and twelve for the Timberwolves? What? Well, because LeBron doesn't want you in the paint. He, right. Like he needs you and wants you to be the, game, the stretch for three point shooting forward. So we can't ask you to shoot forty yeah. percent threes when the ball happens to come to you. Well, he should also, shoot forty. Yeah. But 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 also go get fourteen rebounds. Right. It, it, like how do you do? You're not going to rebound from the corner three point shot area right <laughs> so yeah i just think it's a with power forwards like horford it's tough that's a it, it's a tough critic. i'm I'm slow yeah no
1: he's just like a five now
0: yeah. at least in the playoffs yeah um so i think he's been so so um he's, he's been moments. good he's, he's, he's been, been good he's been decent I, um just, I, I, wish but I, I think i think washington is just out executing them
1: i think washington just has better players I thought yesterday when they went on that 26-0 run, they just clamped down on yeah. defense, and it was like, this is what's going to happen. They have one five-nine guy on the floor, and their best lineup has their best lineup in this series. I don't know the numbers, but I'm pretty sure that it's when it Thomas, Bradley, and Smart, who are basically all point guards, are all on the floor at the same time, and that's like that's not enough athleticism to get you know to stop the Wizards. Sure at home when the role players are playing better
0: that's uh it'll be interesting no way to see that.
1: i think it's going to come down to who else makes shots uh for boston in uh in game five isaiah thomas kind of complained about the refs after the last game he did not so, kind of he definitely yeah. did <laughs> so he might get a more favorable whistle which could probably lean towards boston taking game five boston but, has to win this game you think so? I don't think
0: Washington's in a must-win. I think Washington could win six at home and still win seven on the road. I think Boston, abs, I, I, yeah, I don't no think, result would surprise me. I don't think Boston's winning. I could see in a
1: Washington. blowout in either direction, or I could see, you know, a close game.
0: Either way. Um, so you, so you are decidedly in the want to see Washington advance. And I'm you, invested. And you, and I'm invested in the Wizards. You're, now. you're at least you're you're. <laughs> You're you're greater than or equal to fifty one percent believing they're going to win the series, um, right?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a toss up, but yeah, John Wall has been so good. I mean, you talk about the list of players: Kawhi, LeBron, Draymond, who have just been awesome this playoffs. John Wall's way up there. Same with Isaiah Thomas too. I mean, they've been awesome. They've been just great to watch. So much fun.
0: I love it. Um,
1: I can't so wait to see what kind of reception Kelly Oubre gets in Boston.
0: So. So I was, yeah, that, that would be good. Um, okay, I, I think Washington's going to win. I actually think they're going to win in six.
1: And Marquise Morris has been awesome. He's like a plus 65 in this series. He's, he's played really, really well. And he's kind of a knucklehead, but I'm glad that he's playing well and showing how talented he is.
0: Can I tell you why, in spite of John Wall's brilliance, that I want Boston to win? Isaiah? That would be a great story, um, but selfishly um, more so than that. Uh, okay, uh, this is this goes back to my, for my, I like to make football comparisons, and mm-hmm. last year when the Giants stunk as usual and just got destroyed by Green Bay in the, in the <laughs> wild card, and the only thing I could do is look ahead at the next round and say, okay, at least we've got, Green Bay and Dallas in the division in the NFC divisional, and then over in the other conference we've got Pittsburgh in one of the games and New England in the other. So it's down to the you know the the divisional NFL is like the conference semis right now, and we've got we've got the Blue Bloods. Sure. It. And that Green Bay Dallas game was on it, the game lived up to and that was that. That was the Cats that, game. The Aaron Rodgers, yeah the that was the one where Rodgers had to spin out. And chuck that laser to the sideline to uh-huh. Jared Cook. That wasn't the one with Des Bryant at Lambeau. No, oh no, no, the catch no catch game was also a great game. Oh, that was yeah. 2014. This oh. was last year. Um, but uh, but Green and then the Green Bay kicker made like two fifty plus yard field goals in the last three minutes of the game. It was oh just, yeah,
1: Green Bay Dallas it, this year. And It that was down was in game. Dallas.
0: It was it was unbelievable. And if you're if you're if you're this gigantic football fan, it could have been Jacksonville, Tennessee. All the same stuff happened. Names of players you maybe don't know, venue you're not as familiar with, and you would enjoy the game because it's a great game. Mm. But if you're the casual fan and it's Green Bay and Dallas, and you get all of the history and the tradition and the game starts and it's in Dallas and they show you know the star the middle of the field and all of that crap, right? It just means more, and sure. the ratings prove that out. So, if Boston advances, two things: you get the Boston Garden, whatever garden it's called now. Yeah, it's the new yep. one, but whatever it's called. Um, I was talking to my friend Caitlin at Blarney Stone on Saturday night, and she is a longtime Celtics fan. She lives in D.C. and she was home for the weekend, but she was going back to D.C. early on, on Sunday to go to the game. Nice. I and I because I was asking her. Since she lives in D.C., I was asking about the the climate there, and I w- I was specifically asking about like how do the Wizards compare to the Redskins and the Caps, and what does that town like, and what do they expect from their teams, and we had this really good conversation. And this whole time, I'm thinking that since she you know she's from Syracuse, but she lives and works in D.C. now, and I'm thinking maybe she's become a, a pseudo Washington fan. And she's 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 like she interrupts me. She's like, no no no, I'm rooting for the Celtics. <laughs> and, oh really? And she's talked about. Larry Bird being her first favorite player, and then Paul Pierce era, and just, uh, and how much she loves this team with Isaiah now, and there are just so many people that you meet yeah. that are Celtics fans, yeah. and if it's, so, if the Celtics are in an Eastern Finals, it's getting a big number, people are watching, the building will be electric, it's a big deal. Second, there's a LeBron versus the Celtics rivalry to this day sure. that matters, it mattered the first time on Cleveland when he couldn't beat the Celtics and Wade was on Miami. And at the same time in 2010, he couldn't beat the Celtics, so they had to team up to beat the Celtics. Right. And then he finally does. And then there's the Ray Allen move from Boston to Miami. And that, so now it's gonna be different names, yeah. but it's still LeBron versus Boston. Yeah. And I would like to see LeBron have to go into whatever they call the Boston Garden now. And play the Celtics in that building, against that crowd, that team, that franchise. That, just to me, for intangible type things, is more appealing than LeBron versus the Wizards.
1: Yeah, I think either one would be... Entertaining. But you're a
0: purist, so you want purely the best basketball. I'm I well, I fully acknowledge The best
1: basketball is probably Celtics Cavs.
0: I I don't know. But I think no, the Washington's better than
1: Boston. Washington's kind of raggedy though. Um I actually I think Washington
0: it. I actually think Washington matches up better Oh yeah. with Cleveland and I think their games during the regular season bear that out.
1: I don't think that LeBron would want to have to get switched on to John Wall or no. Any of those guys for six games or anything like that? Not that it would go that long, but yeah. I mean, they would definitely prefer uh, Boston, I think.
0: I, I think they would prefer... Or actually, I don't know. I I think so.
1: I don't know who they would prefer. I'm not sure that they
0: care. <laughs> there, yeah. was, there was a game in, do you remember, in 2008? So the Celtics' first year with their big three, uh-huh. Garnett, Pierce, Allen. Yep. And they had had an amazing regular season. They were really good, and they get to the playoffs, and somehow the crappy Atlanta Hawks in the one-eight matchup take them to seven games. Right. Then Cleveland takes them to seven games in the semis. Yeah. And that was when LeBron was still pretty young, and it was a bad Cleveland team around LeBron. But he took them to seven, and that and Game Seven was that very very classic, so good LeBron versus Paul Pierce game. Yeah, I think and I do. The Celtics that. win yes. the series and they advance, and they were they were the favorite. They should have. That would have been catastrophic if they lost. Um, but that was the start of the Celtics versus LeBron. Yeah, and um, and they talk, There was a lot of talk in in the lead up to that game, and even after after LeBron and Paul Pierce get into this epic duel, there was a lot of talk about how it was in that exact round of the playoffs, like twenty five years earlier that Bird and Dominique Wilkins had their ridiculous back and forth yep, yep, like yep. in a Game 7. So that Boston history is really hard for me to overlook. I enjoy it. It's all it. right. You should root for the Celtics. I enjoy it. I like it. Um, and I like the idea of LeBron taking the Cavs. Oh, oh another thing. If it's Washington, <laughs> uh-huh. Cleveland gets them at home. So Cleveland's right? going to get true, up 2-0, true. and the series is maybe almost over. Boston gets the first two games in Boston because mm-hmm. they won the conference. So just an interesting – not that anybody thinks Boston is going to beat Cleveland, but just an interesting little tidbit that –
1: Personalities-wise, I would rather see uh, the Wizards' backcourt go up against the Cavs. Uh, I'd be so happy for the Wizards if they beat the Celtics. I'm not sure they're, they're, they're going to, but- so, you, so you would
0: be really looking forward to the John Wall versus Kyrie matchup.
1: Yeah, it'd be awesome to watch John Wall arrive Yeah, on the center stage. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Because
0: even though they're playing the Celtics right now and as good as John Wall is, I still feel like because of him playing in Washington and nobody paying attention in the regular season that a lot of casual fans just... And they, there's so
1: many good point guards. There's so many good point guards. Yeah. So I
0: still feel like he's a little... As crazy as this sounds, he's a little underrated.
1: Sure. Absolutely. He definitely is. <laughs> he um, definitely is. So, uh, He's maybe the best pure point guard in the league right now. The, um,
0: better than Chris Paul? Uh, he might be. Yeah. It, it would be... If I had to say who's the classic pure point guard... Yeah, um, the,
1: the question with him, like so many other guys, is his jump shot. But he's, I mean, he's hit some of this series. He's not shooting a great percentage, but but he he's become such a good passer. Oh, he's fantastic. If you passer.
0: haven't, like, if you're if you're someone who watches uh, college basketball but doesn't watch as much NBA, you may not even realize just how like he he's electric. He, he's how much he has um, developed his game from. When he first came in from Kentucky, uh, he's just he's amazing. Um, yeah, he's spectacular. I, I, I'm gonna I'm, so I'm gonna watch every game regardless, but uh, that that's where I'm that's where I'm at. I think I'm rooting for Boston, but kind of if I'm betting, not that I would recommend that, but <laughs> if I was, uh, I, I would probably lean towards uh, towards Washington, and I and I actually think it could be in six games. Um, okay, so that and you know that reminds me. For entertainment purposes only, uh, since Golden State still technically has to uh, close out Utah tonight, so Game Four in Salt Lake. Any guess on what that line is?
1: Is it eleven and a half? Lower. No shit.
0: Yeah. Nine and a half Lower. Really? Six. Eight and a half. Wow. So Utah getting eight and a half at home tonight. Uh, that's it uh, nine o'clock we'll be Andrew and I will be long gone and watching that and you guys will be listening tomorrow when that game is decided but um I think that is a pretty easy bet for me I would I would take golden St- golden State minus eight and a half that's I, I feel like a nine Utah
1: kept it close I mean close with air quotes you know golden State close
0: so let's let's kind of This is a good transition. Let's flip back west for a minute here. Um, That series is going to... The the series is over tonight, right? I mean, even if they win by two points, like that series is... And like I said, I'll be really happy to be wrong and get another game out of that series. But let's assume the series is over and you're the Utah Jazz. And the reason I want to go talk about this for a minute is you you were talking about the comparisons between, say... Draymond and how he's played against Gobert in that series. Draymond's amazing. I'm yeah, not, Gobert's I'm been putting, really good too. I'm not putting the two in the same company right now. But what has impressed me about Gobert is I think we all knew that he was a force to be reckoned with defensively in the paint as a rim protector. Uh-huh. I think that with... At, at, and, and he's done this with now George Hill being injured the last couple games um, right. with kind of subpar point guards.
1: To, you know, like Shelvin Mack?
0: I don't dislike him, but <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in, the, in the conference semis, no Not way. being the Warriors um, with Shelvin Mack. But even with George Hill, George Hill is fine. Yeah. I don't dislike him. He's, he's a good enough
1: player. If he was five years younger, he would get a ton of money this summer. Yeah, oh yeah. He has the modern point guard body. He's long
0: and he can shoot. And he can shoot. And he and when he gets hot, he can really
1: shoot. And he and he had some nice years in Indiana that year that Paul Pierce was or yeah. Paul, George Paul George was injured.
0: Yeah. He had a really nice year. But I don't we were just talking about John Wall and Chris Paul as maybe like the two kind of true point guard uh, specimens. <laughs> um, Gobert doesn't play with a Chris Paul type point guard, but what I see in his game to me and I started seeing this a lot in, when he came back in the Clippers series and now even in the, in the, against Golden State. I think he's a more athletic DeAndre.
1: Easily. Yeah, I like it. I, sure. I
0: think, like, if, if, you, if you were Chris Paul and Steve Ballmer could find a way to get you Gobert for DeAndre, I think you would do that in a heartbeat. Like, Gobert reminds me of offensively. kind of remind there are flashes where it reminds me of do you remember when Chris Paul first came into the league for New Orleans and it totally resuscitated Tyson Chandler's career? Absolutely, yeah. At the lob. That was that was when like Lob City started in New Orleans. And um The Tyson
1: Chandler type is a valuable, valuable
0: five in the NBA now. That's what it looks like to me is is that he will he will uh, with with the right point guard and getting yeah. the ball in the right spots and the ability to offensive rebound and then the fact that he's so good defensively. I look at him and think if you're Utah, um, that is certainly a, a part of cuz they're going to lose tonight, but the, the, them looking forward, forward to their strategy sure. and since they're on my list of teams to replace the Knicks as my favorite, I, you know, I want them to do all their be anti-Knicks and do the right thing in the offseason. Sure but they've got challenges because gordon hayward's a free agent yeah um and they've pieced together this here's what scares me about utah if you're a jazz fan is they've pieced together this very kind of patchwork quilt team of pieces and parts from yeah you know, it's, it's older guys that are hanging on joe yeah. johnson it's hayward and gobert in their prime but hayward's about to be a free agent it's right george hill cast off from the spurs and then the pacers and now ends up here and so they've got lots well, of... Who they
1: spent a, a first-round pick on.
0: Yeah. So so they've got lots of good pieces, I think.
1: They have um, some young guys, too. Dante Axum. I don't know what his deal is. He's still young. But when he came into the league, people. a lot of people had him... Not a lot of people, but some people had him ranked higher than Wiggins. Some people had him okay. as the number one prospect in that class. And it takes point guards a while to figure out the NBA, especially teenage point guards. Um yeah Utah has an interesting offseason, uh, especially if they get swept. I wonder if Gordon Hayward wouldn't look at elsewhere because what I had forgotten about is that they kind of uh, negotiated with him pretty hard. They didn't just sign him to like a max extension his didn't? last contract, and that's why he's afraid showing a, free agent show right a now. lot of love yeah so I wonder you know how enticing is reuniting with Brad Stevens in a bigger market to Gordon Hayward. But even but even if he leaves, they they have the pieces to
0: rebound. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know if I I don't know if i go.
1: Depending that far. on if they can get a taker to, to take favors, who still can be a useful player, although he hasn't had a great series. I really really like Trey Lyles, who I haven't seen play in this series at all. He was in the Carl Anthony Towns draft, picked ahead of Devin Booker. Yep, he's a really really interesting power forward prospect. They cut uh, hood. Yeah, Hood, who is MIA, but, yeah, I mean, you take Gobert, Lyles, Hood, Hayward, and Exum, that is an incredibly athletic
0: starting five. They do. That's why I want them. And that's
1: what you're going to need to compete against the Warriors moving forward. You need guys who can defend out on the perimeter, who can just switch on any position. I want
0: this team to stay together. Yeah. I also think they're well-coached. I also like...
1: Yeah i I want them to push the pace a little bit. I want them to get to like middle of the pack and the NBA with pace yeah and see they, if they, they see how
0: much to. they can score because you know what I think they are right now I think it, uh if it were nineteen ninety five like they'd be going to the finals yeah like i I think they I and the feel Clippers like that Hayward in the west finals <laughs>
1: I think that we're seeing Hayward ceiling in this a That's little bit fair. he's a really good player, he probably tops out at... Third team All NBA, but he was just getting worked by Durant, and he's a he's a good defender, but he's just not on Durant's level. No, he's not. You can't. And build. Durant's he's team, top three, right? Yeah. Top three guy he's in the league. Two. Ahead of who? Kawhi or LeBron?
0: Kawhi. I take. You think so? I'd still take Durant. Kawhi's is really good, but anyway, that's another fun we're gonna, argument. Well, for we're later. Gonna, we'll 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 talk about him in just a minute here because we're out west. Um. I, but how just, far can
1: you go with Gordon Hayward as your best
0: player? Okay, but what I not okay. This is probably their ceiling, but and he's right. been good. He's been so, good. I just here's where I'll here's where I'm at with Utah is just to to kind of summarize. Um, so I'll quote you again because the um, of the many smart things you have said. I think on our first uh, podcast when we before any of the playoff games have been played, and we're talking about the Celtics and Brad Stevens and. And you said, okay, but you got to win a playoff series and then we'll talk. And I think that's so fair. And I think where it's applicable here is since the NBA lets everybody into the playoffs, for me personally, like, (laughs) oh, well, we made the playoffs. That's not a good season. Right. Um, You know, Portland, as much as I like their backcourt and they're fun to watch hard for me to say at 500 record and getting swept in the first round that on that's its a face good sure
1: season. but this is also the second year post Lamarcus i mean they were they're over under last year it was like 20 some odd wins so i would say that portland is but they were better last year And the macro they're sense. better the first year yeah. post
0: Lamarcus than this year yeah the, i i think i think five I, I like to take
1: like macro views of these teams okay. in like three year chunks okay to see
0: where they're at so how about this one Indiana did not have a successful season. Indiana, they, the, no, Larry couldn't Bird have gone worse. Larry Bird just quit. They They're got probably going to trade Paul George. They're probably going to trade Paul George, or th- who knows what? The team it could be sold. I mean, they they are a mess. Mm-hmm. So if you if you right if you you know, uh, in between when the playoffs end and the NBA draft, if you look at if you do a report on each team, you wouldn't say Indiana had a successful season because they made the playoffs. Right. right? Exactly. Okay. So I think your your barometer, which I'm which I really like now, um the the did you win a playoff series? I think that's no. really good. I think for most teams, I don't think that's the be all end all for to
1: determine a successful season. Like I think the Timberwolves had a really successful season. Ooh. Nuggets the same thing.
0: Sixers? Well, no, not the. No, Sixers. No, not the Sixers. Um, okay. So context matters, but I think of sure. the playoff. I, I, mm. uh, you and I might be arguing two different things, but I'll say this about Utah. They, th- Okay, how about Utah and the Clippers? Since they played each other, right? I would say Utah had a successful season. Mm-hmm. I would say you can't call it a successful season for this Clippers team. No, sure, yeah. And the fact that they played each other is perfect because you have the Clippers – as this is our team. We're not rebuilding. This is the team we've built to win and contend in the West. Right. Versus Utah, here's the team that we've kind of patched together in bits and pieces, and we think we've got the coach that we like, and we think we've got a couple really good players. And so the expectations for those two going into this season, decidedly different. Sure. For Utah, even if, it, like, you know, for them, even if they get swept, and they're going to, but the fact that they beat that Clippers team. It, is a successful season for them sure for the Clippers next
1: year not so
0: much but sure yeah this ne- year. and then yeah. next year if they get if they get back and they're a top four ish team in the West then <laughs> they, they
1: still have a really tough time they yeah, still have a tough but, time yeah. but
0: I mean so so that's why I, that's what I like about them is they found a way to win and they're very competitive and they play well and I just like watching them and sure. you're right that they need to pick up the pace a little but since I love 90s basketball, maybe that's why I like them so much. So uh, anyway, they'll get swept tonight, and they've got to figure out how to sign Hayward, and, and they've got to have a good uh, – I assume they have their first-round pick. You would know off the top of your head better than me.
1: I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do.
0: So – but regardless, draft, free agency, contract, yeah. the whole thing, it's a year-round thing now, and they've got, sure. to, they've got to manage that. Utah
1: in is year. in good shape. Utah, Even oh. if Hayward
0: leaves, they're not that bad off. So uh, let's get back to the, to the teams that are actually playing. So San Antonio-Houston, I texted you over the weekend after. I think Friday night was game three. So when I watched it at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning, I think I texted you and said, I know nothing about this series. I, I'm done trying yeah. to predict what's going to happen in these games. Same. Um, and then in keeping with that, uh, that, that trend, last night uh, Houston just – that game – Even when the score was close at halftime, I didn't feel like it was actually close. Right. Because you weren't seeing a Kawhi Leonard or LaMarcus outstanding game coming. Right. Um, And because of that, I just kind of felt like, okay, Houston's going to pull away. And they did. Um, So we've got just basically a bunch of lopsided victories. Um,
1: Yeah, this one really feels like it's going seven, doesn't it? I could see it ending at six. I think the Rockets' best chance is to beat him in six. Agree. Uh, If it goes seven. If it goes
0: seven, I really like San Diego. Or San San Antonio at home. Yeah. Um, But I... Okay, so... So a second ago, I said I still would put um, Kevin Durant above Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's been amazing, but what I fear is just that they... There's way too much required of him on this Spurs team. Sure. Uh, and I thought, I don't know if you saw this on the TNT show, I thought Barkley did a really good job when he said, this is the first time that he can ever remember a Spurs team so dependent on one player. Yeah. So that's not the Spurs. Yeah. And and that's really accurate. Yeah. Um, so, one, well, it speaks to how good he is,
1: you know, that Popovich yes. would even give him the keys. But two, yeah, they had these old guys. A big key to this series is what can Gasol and David Lee and who's their other old big guy? I guess Aldridge. <laughs> what, you know, how, how competent can they look out on the perimeter and can they get those, the points they give up back? And it, it seems I don't know how much longer they can hang on with those guys out there. Especially if Aldridge isn't gonna score, he had he was good in Game Three. What did he do last night? I don't even know.
0: His sixteen last
1: night. Yeah, see that's and not so, enough.
0: So he he and Kawhi both get sixteen points, and neither neither gets hot. Right. As you're watching the game, you never felt like either one is about to get into a rhythm and take over the game offensively. Yeah. And since it's not the old Spurs that are that have so much ball movement and somebody hitting open three, it's just when they're bad. They're right. bad right now. Yeah, and you don't see it a lot in an NBA regular season. Yeah, no, oh, when they're good, they're they're still really good. But yeah. it's just when they're bad, they're bad. And yeah, you don't see that a lot in a regular season because they're so well coached, and the regular season is just a bunch of one-game series. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't so the opponent doesn't get a chance to exploit your weaknesses over two weeks like the Rockets can do right now. Right. Um. So I think that I'm, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm pretty worried.
1: Absolutely. And then the same if I was a Rockets fan.
0: I, uh, I don't know. I think the Rockets, ha- I think since the Rockets.
1: I feel like we got two more, at least, at least one more narrative swing in this series. The it's narrative, just been back and forth. The
0: narrative swing is, um, well, the two, the two series that are still ongoing in Boston, Washington, Huge narrative swings as well.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Actually, I'm really guilty of huge narrative swings on Boston from I the, thought it was gonna, from I the thought, end of the regular season to now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you shouldn't trust Washington. As somebody who's been irrationally in love with them for way too long, they don't serve
0: your trust. <laughs> well, we'll see. But I, I, I can't make up my mind on Boston, and I definitely can't make up my mind on either of these two uh, Texas teams left. Um, i just think that Houston okay here's what I, here's here's what i think Houston has a big advantage is that James Harden can kill you scoring mm-hmm. and now he's he's becoming right in front of us he's becoming he's not John Wall and Chris Paul but he's becoming oh he's a spectacular a point passer guard. he had a, a so,
1: tremendous passing season
0: and and in this in this it was on display last night so yeah so he can kill you a couple different ways or both all at once. So in light of any defensive liabilities, yeah. he offensively can do so much, and and makes that team so much better. Sure. And I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard can't do that, but he kind of he kind of can't. He's not their point guard.
1: Yeah, he's not as good of a playmaker as Harden, but not many people are.
0: But the Spurs also, I just I watch this Spurs team, and I just see a lot of bricks. <laughs> Yeah, their shooting just, comes and goes. Are you, are you watching Danny gets, Green? I, uh, yeah, yeah, and I just think... <laughs> He's so think, streaky. I just think that Houston as a team, I just trust them to shoot better. You know what was so interesting? was a couple times last night, San Antonio trying to defend Houston in a way that they'd rather give up a layup than a three-pointer. Yeah, and that speaks to what you were getting at earlier sure. with the way they've built that team, and it's having these effects. Like you watch a game, sure. And sometimes the opponent is trying; would rather. Oh
1: yeah, you'll see teams all the time like seating like an 18 footer. They'll be like, just go ahead, just shoot that. Unless you're mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki, and yeah. you shoot it. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous clip that you have, have seen, to defend it. But have you
0: seen the Kevin Durant incorporation of the uh, no, the, that no shot Dirk that you're shot? talking With about, the one-foot fadeaway? Yeah, the one-foot fadeaway. Yeah, it's and, unfair. Uh, uh, yeah. And he
1: pulled that, I think, like three times in a row on yes. Hayward yes. in and the
0: second quarter or something like that. He, that maybe? sounds right. And um, it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, it's awesome. I, lo- I love when you see a player who's that good already Yeah. say, you know what? There's only one other guy that's sort of like me sure. in the past 20 years. So he was real good. And was, was there anything he does really well that I should also do? Yeah. And now Durant's good enough to incorporate that move into his game.
1: There was a game, I think, last year. We're going to talk about Kelly Olynyk again, where Kelly Olynyk tried to do that move on Dirk Okay. in a game against Dallas. And the next time down, I'm probably exaggerating, but it, what seemed like the next time down after Kelly Olynyk missed the shot, Dirk like showed him how to do it and like got all net. It was
0: awesome. It was great. That is awesome because Kelly O'Linick needs a haircut, and if he's not <laughs> a, gonna get a haircut, he should be embarrassed. Um, so, so this this series, I th- so let's go back to my favorite question. So, who do you think is gonna win versus who do you want to win? And keeping in mind that who you want to win is gonna go up against Golden State.
1: Oh man, either way, I think it's a win-win. Um, I think Houston probably has a better shot against. Uh, Golden State by a by a a little yeah by a little but I mean San Antonio still has Kawhi uh, yeah I just I hope we get as many games as possible this series it's awesome <laughs>
0: yeah I, I'm always ready yeah. for seven game series yeah. as well unless it's Cleveland who I want well rested um, so who do you think Golden State would rather see San Antonio you think so I think uh, so I think that. Um, there's a, oh, yeah, there's I this, agree. there's this, there's this, feeling out there. Kevin, when he was here a couple of weeks ago, was saying, hey, his fans, like we deserve to get a Golden State versus San Antonio series hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. and because Kawhi Leonard Finals MVP when they beat the Heat is now San Antonio's best player, and whether we we both agree top three at least minimum in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, a feeling that San Antonio would give them a fight. So I think Golden State, it's like the only thing that, where there'd be a chip on their shoulder, like mm, you guys are kind of the champions of yesteryear and we're right. the champs now and we're going to prove that. So I think they would come out, not that they need any more motivation, but I think that yeah, would Yeah, I don't think that the
1: Golden, Golden State likes to embarrass teams. <laughs> no, they That's their like motivation. To, they do like yeah, too. but like yeah.
0: to, but I think when you're that good, you need some sort of with Cleveland's gonna be easy because they they feel like Cleveland stole that elect that uh, I was about to make a political uh, correlation <laughs> I almost said election they feel like Cleveland stole that series from them last year yeah and um, so that so that's all the motivation they need in the finals I think in the Western Conference Finals <clears throat> potentially how they get themselves motivated is you know there's a lot of people out there that think Popovich and Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs and their culture that they're still on the same playing yeah. as us and they're not and there like was a said they would want to embarrass
1: there them. was a story last year do you remember that uh uh golden state and san antonio came down to like the last two weeks of the season before golden state clinched the one seed with 73 wins but there was a game that they lost to san antonio at san antonio without iguodala or something like that okay and yeah, Golden State was supposedly like laughing in the locker room. They're like, "We lost by four without our fifth best player. Like, there's no way that we're gonna lose to this team in the playoffs." Yeah, I. I, I, I think that I think that either one of these teams, Golden. Uh, if it's Houston, then it's Harden and Durant, who are friends, and uh, I think that Durant would really show out in that series. I don't know who would guard him on Houston.
0: That's that's a great point. Um,
1: yeah, I I think either way. I wouldn't be surprised at
0: a sweep. <laughs> Same. Um, I I have a question for you. If you're a Spurs fan, if you're like a diehard Spurs fan, if you're really vested, like you're David Robinson, like coming to the games as a fan, I think I might rather they lose to Houston and not have to play Golden State, just so that in the bench, just so that. You know how like NFL teams start rooting since in NFL there's no lottery, so if your team sucks, you just root for them to get the top draft pick. Yeah. I think if you're the Spurs, you almost would rather not get swept by Golden State so that you can keep saying. Yeah. You we know we've would, never we seen we've never yeah. gotten a shot at them. That's think, interesting. That's I a think think shot that's, a shot
1: at Spurs fans. I th- I think I think that they would like to see them play Golden State.
0: I think that it would. See what Kawhi I
1: can do. would Be like John Henry versus the machine. Uh, well, I don't know I just, John Henry I don't, I don't think
0: I don't think uh, I, I don't think San Antonio has any chance against Golden State
1: it's still San Antonio though I that, mean, that's, it's still and Kawhi. That's, what,
0: and that's what people are saying but I yeah. just think it's not I
1: don't know how those how those big dudes could stay on the court I, like who's Paolo Gasol gonna guard that's the thing
0: <laughs> you know the Warriors didn't want David Lee now he plays for San Antonio like right. it's it's just not a it's just not gonna be a fair fight yeah <laughs> um so I I think I would rather see Houston and just see a lot of points back and forth, up and down. Mm-hmm. You like pace. I do. I'm, I'm acknowledging I think I would rather see the, the pace of a Golden State-Houston series. And I actually think, just like I think Washington's going to wrap up in the East with Boston in six, I think that Houston's going to win in six. I could see it. I could see it. If it goes seven... Then I'm allowed to change my mind and say I like San Antonio. Sure, but yeah, there's no rules. But if, it, if it's six, which by the way, um, that is a, that's Tuesday night is game five, Houston San Antonio. Back to San Antonio for game five, you want to take a guess at that line. Two and a half? More.
1: Higher. San Antonio's favorite?: Yeah. Four and a half?
0: Five and a half. Oh wow. Sounds like a lot to me. But then again, every game's a blowout, so, <laughs> so who yeah. knows? I mean, how do you reconcile that? Um, by the way, uh, Wednesday night in your favorite series, any guess on the Washington, this one's going back to Boston for game five, and you want to take a guess on that one?
1: Um, six and a half?
0: Less. Three and a half. Boston minus four and a half. Here... Is a really interesting one. You can still right now. uh, You can still right now if gambling were legal, or if you're in Las Vegas. You know what's really weird is, so, like in New York, the government says gambling's really bad for you. Uh huh. You know, I guess other than the state-sanctioned lottery they run, but if you're in Vegas and you go into like Bellagio or Mandalay Bay, and you place a bet, like you don't die, you don't get a disease. Yeah, so it's just really weird, like that in you know, <laughs> know some states. Like, yeah, there must be something in the air. So, if you're listening in Mandalay Bay right now and you want to go down to the book and place a bet, uh, Boston, and Washington, in the uh, you can still bet on the series winner, not oh, just yeah. the next game, but you can bet on the series winner. Any any guess on who Vegas is favoring? Boston minus one sixty. Washington plus 140. So if you like Washington, there's, I think, some pretty good value in Washington plus 140 on the series. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I could see it. I, I like that a lot. Um, so anyway, for those of you that, that appreciate um, some for entertainment purposes only uh, lines and spreads, there you go. Uh, we've talked about the series remaining. We've talked about Cleveland and Golden State still on, on their crash course collision course, I should say. Um, Any other major storylines that we've seen to this point uh, that you wanted to address tonight?
1: You know, I've been preoccupied with Washington-Boston, very much knowing that this is probably the end of the line for both teams, basically. Uh, The biggest story to me is Golden State and Cleveland. You know, just... Speeding ahead towards each other, like, I, and in I a game just, of chicken.
0: I would just add that it's and it's great. It's that and it's that much better because of LeBron's dominance.
1: Yeah, if LeBron's Cleveland, been awesome.
0: If, if Cleveland were, and, and so they sweep Indiana, but it's only by. He, it's he's only been by like just toying points.
1: with the Raptors too.
0: Yeah, now na- the 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 Toronto series is what is what has separated it because the Indiana series they they sweep, but it's a total of sixteen points, so you're kind of like, eh, but yeah, but Indiana sucks. So what does you it could, mean? You could
1: make the case that Toronto didn't have their best player, depending on how you like Kyle. Lowry, hey, that's a good.
0: But- that's a good conversation. So before we sign off, we're going to talk about them for a minute. Not that we have a lot of people listening in Toronto. Well, <sighs> and if you are, you should Twitter me and let me know. Um, if you're running the Raptors and you like their GM a lot, sure. Masai? Yep. So, who uh, has twice fleeced the Knicks? Yep. And I think the last time we were on the air, we didn't talk about that until later. So, remind me, the Masai Ujiri was the GM
1: at Denver That's right. for the Carmelo trade. And then he's the GM in Toronto for the Andrea Bargnani trade. So, <laughs> they traded. Andrea Bargnani and got a first round pick for
0: him. So, so so wherever this guy goes to work, um, yeah, don't pick up the phone. Just have his
1: number blocked. Yeah, don't pick up the phone.
0: That's great. Um, I hope he goes to work at like. But he also he
1: also stole Serge Baca this year. He stole PJ Tucker. I mean.
0: Okay, so Serge is a good place to start. If you're Toronto, you've built this team. That I think when Dwayne Casey got there five years ago or so, I think he's done a really good job. Yep. That being said, I think they've, you know, we talked about ceilings and teams like Utah. And I think Toronto, it's safe to say Cleveland got up 2 0 last year, got bored. Toronto won a couple games. Cleveland was, it was never in doubt. Right. This year you have motivated, insane, insanely motivated LeBron, and it really was in no doubt ever. So, I think Toronto now. What do you do?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. Zach Lowe wrote about this over the weekend. Everybody, as always, read that. Um, I wouldn't want to give Kyle Lowry a five-five year contract. I know he has less miles than a normal thirty-one year old point guard would have, but I still thirty-six year old Kyle Lowry for forty million dollars. I don't know about that. I'm not that high into Rosen. I think that he could be successful with the right supporting cast. Having said that, I don't like Valentunis. I think he I don't know what he does, like uniquely. Patrick Patterson is a is a nice piece. You could bring him back, I guess. They probably won't. They have some young guys, Delant, uh, I think his name is Delante Wright. hmm. Um or Delon Wright maybe? I don't know. He's he's an interesting prospect. Norm Powell, is solid um, yeah, they have an interesting offseason ahead of them. I wouldn't count out Masai. Uh, it would be awesome if they could unload Demari Carroll's contract because he was just unplayable. That's a, yeah, that's a bad one in Cleveland.
0: Okay, so we should confirm. So Lowry opted out today. Yeah, so, as expected. So yeah, as expected. So, and for people that don't know what that means when you say that it doesn't mean they're leaving the team necessarily right it He's means just opted out of that contract opted out of that contract and the team will have to pony up to pay him right a whole boatload of money to stay there.
2: so
1: toronto is the incumbent team so they can offer him five years and i'm pretty sure with higher percentage raises yes. over those five years yeah. and new teams could have offer him four with less raises which is a little bit more pal- palatable but it's still 35 year old kyle Lowry. Uh, so, the 76ers might just, like, max him out because he's from Philly and they need a point guard. I love that. Yeah.
0: Because my, you know, my, tank on, my take on tanking is that there are three teams in the NBA that undoubtedly, that, like, no question, you, you're an idiot if you're arguing that they've basically tanked for a few years now, and that's Philly, Phoenix, LA Lakers. Yeah. And F- it's not. Philly
1: very much by design.
0: But it's not working for any of them. Well, if you could matter, argue that. If results matter, it's not working for any of them.
1: I think the Sixers are going to be really good.
0: So, what I would like to see <laughs> is I would like them to say, all right, we tanked. It depends on and what. We got these pieces, and now we're going to get really aggressive, and we're going to go get. The, we're going to do the anti tanking at this point, and we're going to go get the guy that four years from now we don't know what it's gonna be we're gonna spend the money and show you that sure. we're, in, we're in it to compete in the East this year yeah because how many more years if you think the tanking thing in Philly is working you have to defend you you're put in a position where you have to defend it's okay if you don't go to the playoffs for six seven eight years
1: yeah but it hasn't been that long for them
0: how long uh, they went with drew holiday and, and I think that was Evan Turner. And they lost to Miami in 2012? And I think that was 2012. Something like that? Yeah. No, I mean... So it's five years now with no playoffs? Sure. So to to, to do nothing, ne- to not get better next year and get back, that would be six. And if right. it goes further... You, like, oh, I, I
1: think they have gotten better. I mean, they have Ben Simmons, who I think is going to be awesome. But then... Joel but, Embiid, if he can be healthy. They have it, some nice pieces.
0: But if the tanking's going to work, at some point you have to take it up a notch and say, okay, we tanked. We got these really nice pieces. Right. Philadelphia
1: is an extreme example too because they're tanking to a level that just hasn't been seen before to the point um, that Adam Silver stepped in, sure. which is not something that they're advertising. But Yeah. No, you, yeah.
0: you're right. Um, but Phoenix and L.A. have tanked too. and it, and it's, Yeah. It's, Phoenix,
1: a couple years ago, they signed Isaiah Thomas, and they were going to play three-point cards at once with Bledsoe and Dragic, and that blew up in their face. Yep. Phoenix... Is not my favorite organization. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they have Tyson Chandler, who's thirty-six, and they have Devin Booker, who's nineteen. Like it just doesn't <laughs> compute, you know. I mean, a, it's, it's like what are you trying I to do?
0: IBM's Watson would struggle with that. Um. So, so back to Toronto. Lowry ops out. We don't know if he'll be back or not. Um. How about just at, at the top? Dwayne Casey is he back?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Not definitely. I, I mean, if they're they, in this tough situation where... If Lowry comes back, I mean, why not try a different coach? But Dwayne Casey is a solid coach.
0: He really is. And yeah. like I said, I think he's done a really good job in the five years or so that he's been there. Uh-huh. There, There's a basketball culture in Toronto now that I don't think existed even when Vince Carter was there. Sure. Yeah. And so he deserves a shitload of credit for that. I just don't know if... You there, mean, there
1: is the threat of waiting too long. You know, I mean, a lot of people thought that the uh, Warriors were too hasty in firing Mark Jackson, and or the Cavs were too hasty in firing David Blatt, and both those things moved. That's worked why I out think really Toronto
0: well. Would have to have they would have to be really certain. So fortune favors the, the bold.
1: Not, not, not necessarily that I think that's the answer, but
0: but you yeah. have to be really certain in the successor if you're going to make that move. Then
1: sure or just certain that the change of do you you bring Serge Baca back I wouldn't too expensive right too expensive um I think that you can get somebody who does what he does for cheaper because I don't trust him shooting from three still uh he can't pass at all Uh, you don't want him like dribbling I don't know Serge I like him on the right team he could be good like if he goes to the Spurs I'm gonna be like oh wow great signing
0: okay um, one last Toronto question. You love NBA trade talks. <laughs> How about Demar Derozan uh-huh. to the Clips for Blake Griffin? Uh, I don't think.
1: I don't think that works in LA because Demar needs the ball.
0: But he's from there.
1: Although it could be he's kind of home. the similar. Chris Paul wants
0: Blake gone. Chris Blake? Paul,
1: Chris Paul and Demar could be similar to Lowry and Demar. Um,
0: Blake would want to go somewhere metropolitan, big market. He big it, deal. I
1: think Toronto is where he punched the Clippers staffer and broke his hand. Is that, isn't that <laughs> so where it was? So he's got lots of great yeah. right numbers. I, I don't think you can do that deal because um, the sign and trade is too complicated. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I just think I want to surround Demar with shooters. I want to see if he can pass. I just want to do the same thing that the Rockets see, I know I say that but every we've podcast. Already,
0: but. Last week, you and Kevin and I talked about how the Clippers will in some way look different, and the one that I think we all agreed on is no J.J. Redick. Right. So, that would, I mean, so you need to, somebody's got to play that position. When DeMar DeRozan, despite the totally different skill set than Redick, but wouldn't it still be an upgrade?
1: Um, I don't know. Redick was a really solid role player and a lot of their offense was designed around him running around screens as either a a way to get open shots or as a misdirection. Uh, I I just really don't like the Mars game that much.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um, well that is, uh, that, that was about, we just talked about Toronto for about six or seven, you know, six minutes. So that was probably about five minutes too long. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we, the North, uh, they got really lucky with that We the North thing. It kind of lined up with um, the Game of Thrones and like the North. And so I was talking about the North. And so. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, okay, you should. <laughs> um, all right. Enjoy the uh, if uh, if anyone on Golden State or Cleveland's listening, you guys enjoy your rest, get rested up, and uh, you know you you've st- you've got a month to go. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm hoping we get seven game series as you do. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see. I think. I think we're going to have the lower seated team win in six in both cases, but we'll see. That's the fun of it. Um, We will be back next week, and at this time next week, we'll be talking about um, getting ready for both conference finals, which will be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, uh, you guys know where to find me, and you can follow Andrew at Andrew F. Gorman. And with that being said, we'll wrap it up, and Liza will take us away. Thank you for listening. For the rest of your fantasy sports fix, please go to QsFantasy.com. Talk to you next week.